Hello and welcome. I am Amy, your host for the This Is Really Happening podcast, the show where we discuss all things awakening process and the highs and lows of life with an added dose of humor in this insanely beautiful world we live in. Along the way, I'll be offering cosmic insights as well as tangible practices to help you feel aligned within your heart and mind in the present now moment. And as always, sovereign. Thanks so much for being here. I'll see you on the inside. Yo, yo, yo. Hello, my loves. How are you doing? How are you doing? For me, I'm alright. I'm alright. You know what? I woke up feeling like super apathetic. Like womp womp womp. I just like, I don't know, woke up feeling like I'm in this holding pattern. And it's just feeling kind of womp womp. But... You know, if I take a step back and really look at the situation, then I realize, like, I might be, but I definitely might not not be, if that makes sense. But, yeah. So, hmm. What is happening? What is really happening? Shit. Um... We are steadily approaching the Aries new moon on my birthday. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. Um. So lots of big energy that is coming through. You know, we just had the 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 new year and the shift into Aries season. And now it's like this amazing, super amazing opportunity to manifest and really work with the energies during this time. So, you know, and also we have no planets or retrograde at the moment. So I really encourage you to check out your your transit chart and see what's going on. See if you have any um, aspects to this moon coming up. It's on the 1st of April or the 31st, depending on where you are residing on this beautiful planet. So yeah. (laughs) Um, Now we are at the third and final show of the series that I was doing on self-worth, love, and now we have come to money. Oh, and it's like, you know, it's all related. As I was saying in the last episode, you know, we start with self-worth, right? That's like the foundation, I feel me personally I feel it's self-worth because if we don't have that like are we going to be in in the vibration of love are we going to feel very loving if if we feel like we're not shit then how are we going to be able to 
love ourselves, you know? And then, like, be in that vibration and share that with others. Maybe we end up sharing the 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 energy of of not being shit. And yuck, you know, and I've definitely been in that energy. Not to be like yuck, like gross, but like seriously, like I've been in that energy. I was in it for a long time. A long, long time. Actually recently too. I'm definitely not the kind of person that's like, yeah, it's all love, love and whatever I mean because I've like been to the depths as if you've been listening in you what you know so so yeah anyways we you know it starts there building that foundation for for realizing our worth that you know we are all born with it's all like our our divine right we're born being worthy of anything and everything good and beautiful in the world and then you know we get we sometimes we get all fucked up part of my friend like we get all fucked up through conditioning through our parents through our environment through school friends other family and then conditioning through like shows, media, all that type of gnarly stuff. So, yeah. So, it's it can be quite a journey to to get back to our self-worth. And if you haven't listened to that episode, I encourage you to go listen. It's number 13. And um anyways, so then, you know, we travel to to love and, you know, once we have that solid that solid foundation then we are better able to reside in the frequency of love and you know the love of of ourselves and the love of others and the planet and the cosmos and the universe and and beyond and and I find a really great way to do that aside from doing mindset work is to do breath work and if you know you know right of course there are all different types of breath work but um like uh conscious circular breath work which is one that I teach or Dynamo breath work is also another one I teach, excuse me, or breatharian healing. These are all modalities that I teach that I love that have helped me tap into that frequency, that frequency of love, that frequency of the universe. um, It's really, it's a really beautiful experience. And, um, so much more it can be so much more <laughs> you know it's like breath work is is awesome because there's so many different benefits right and depending on on who's leading you through it you know where you are your environment what's going on in in the cosmos 
um, what you're going through in your life at that time personally and and then like what style you're doing you know there's ones that totally calm you there's some that speed like kind of speed up your nervous system or or um simulate it there's some that lead to a production of dmt there are some that do all i choose to to do all (laughs) all of the above calm um stimulate calm DMT, tapping into God's source energy, which is available to us at all time. But I digress my beauties because we are here to to talk about money. And I, oh gosh, oh my gosh, money, dude. (laughs) Money, wealth, fortune. Um, So like, what's I hope you didn't just hear my stomach. It just crawled. <laughs> Dude, I just came off of this this cleanse. Oh, goodness. I always think cleanses are a great idea. And they really are. But, like, in the middle of it, I, I have some serious, like, mental back and forth going on between my body and my mind with it going on. I feel like the more I do them, the easier and the more flow <laughs> I will find, but anyways, I digress. So money and wealth, fortune, luxury is also a vibration. And when I think about money now, I think about the vibration of wealth, not just in terms of like dollars, credit, bank accounts but growing up I'll tell you a little story so growing up I I grew up in a very well-off area I grew up in the Hamptons um and but I was not wealthy right I was wealthy if I was tapped into that but I um, how do I say this? I grew up in a very wealthy place, right? I grew up in the Hamptons and, but, you know, middle class, teetering from middle class to extreme lower middle class. And in a, it's a very beautiful area and, you know, Um, the thing is, and I was very fortunate to grow up there in a place, such a place of beauty. Now, the idea of, of wealth and it's an inside job. Our relationship with money is an inside job. It doesn't have to do so much with luck. It can feel like that, right? I mean, some people are just blessed and born into like rich families. I wasn't born into a rich family. I was, I, what I was born into was a a family that was very chaotic, which you you know if you've been listening in, and but like that had a lot of of um, shitty stories surrounding money, like seriously, that 
that were, you know, passed on to, to me. And so from this like young age, right, you know, I had a home and I usually had everything I needed, like necessities, right? And and I'm very fortunate for that, right? I feel very grateful for that. Um, and because a lot of people don't have that growing up. They have unstable homes in the sense that they're moving around a lot. And like, um, so it's a different type of instability, a different type of, of chaos going on, right? But the same energy, but a different that translates or or develops into a different um, picture, if you will. So basically, I feel like I'm like beating around the bush right now. <laughs> so basically growing up, um, I, you know, was heavily, 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 heavily um, influenced by the stories that one of my parents, my mom specifically carried. I think I'm like not wanting to talk about this right now because of Lord, if she ever listen, Lord, I never say Lord. If she ever listens to this, she will, it's not, mm-mm. but anyways, I was heavily, um, heavily influenced by her beliefs surrounding money. And it really, really fucked me up for my entire life. Like, so let's just pause for a moment and think about like, think about your childhood for a minute. And like, what stories were like, think about money, how you grew up, you know, what kind of neighborhood and um, like your house, did you have everything you needed, like money and clothes that fit you and that were, were good and, and, and shoes every year, you know, and like cars, you know, how were your parents' cars? Like, what was the vibe? What were you taught? about money and you can pause if you want I'm gonna keep going because I'm just babbling on now um so like yeah I was taught from a super young age I was instilled fear into my being surrounding money I mean I was I was like literally like Fear was injected into my being from, like, all angles. Fear of, like, uh, violence. <sighs> Seriously. Fear of violence. Fear of, of a lot of shit. But money was definitely a big one. And for whatever reason my mom decided that I was going to be her sounding board. I'm the youngest of three kids and uh, uh, definitely the unplanned child. We're all five years apart. And um, 
that's a whole nother story. We're going to talk about that one day on the show, but anyways, um, so, so I was like my mom's sounding board. She would take me with me wherever she went on shopping excursions, but she would confide in me about stuff and it really fucked me up. Like I'm still like, I'm 40 years old and I'm still trying to unravel this because, you know, once I got the opportunity to leave after I graduated high school, I was just like drinking and on drugs the whole time. Cause it was so much like, I was like, it was so heavy and it, it like, I just wanted to check out for a really long time for a really long time until I eventually found my way to, to sobriety, which I'm so thankful. Ooh, I can't even imagine. I don't want to imagine it any other way, but so it's just like constant, you know, fear about that was like put almost like put on me. I was like the dumping ground of like, where will we get money to pay bills? Um, how are we going to get money? You know, when things were bad, it wasn't always like that. But a lot of the times it was. That's what really stuck in my memory and in my nervous system, you know? Like, so all that got, like, put onto me were bills or this and that, having to pay this. And then it was, like, con- like constant um, confiding in me, this child about like their my parents relationship and it was really not cool at all so like you know I maybe there I'm sure there's somebody out there listening that has a similar experience um and I'm sending you love because that shit is like to have that on you as a child to have that weight put on you and to not really have any means to do anything about it, to like change it, it's really heavy and it like instills in you this fear, this constant fear of not being safe. So the root chakra is just fucked, right? It's just fucked. And then it's like, because all that is happening and it's so it's such a turbulent home life, it's like it's it's just that's that's all it is. I feel like I don't know. I, I like I said in the past, like I've totally like I've lost so many memories from my childhood because I've just dissociated from from that part of my life. But this I know has stuck with me forever well not forever until you know the past like few years I really was like holy shit I need to to unweave all this and it's really really woven tightly and how am I going to to unravel like unpack all this these stories that is like embedded in my psyche in my my subconscious and my nervous system, the way I hold my body and hold tension and like, so, oh my gosh, it's been like quite a journey to, to try to not try to, I'm doing it. 
it's been quite a journey to to really unravel all that stuff, you know. Cause you think about your little kid going on some road trip with your mom far, because she always used to like to drive far away, like like far, you know, hours to go to one store, and presumably to get out of the environment that we are in, but um. <laughs> Just like constantly listening to the stories and just being like, just totally bombarded with this energy and not having any means to, to handle it, to or to deal with it or to like, dissolve it and transmute it. Like I didn't know how to do that at like, a young age. I didn't learn that until I was definitely older. So. So yeah, those, those stuck with me, but I did, you know, have a really good work, work ethic because I was like, holy shit, I need money. <laughs> but like also because of where we grew up, it wasn't just that I was instilled with this thing of lack around money. I was also instilled with a lack of, of power, with a lack of sovereignty and with a lack of, of, of power to like change things so it was really a really doozy it was like the whole three main ones it was self-worth it was love and it was money and so like zero almost negative anchor points to like times where that I could like go back to to latch on to in a sense not latch on to but kind of like in a way to like be a um fully functioning adult <clears throat> fully functioning adult excuse me so but also so we grew up I grew up in this wealthy area right and that was also a thing. It was like, rich people are bad. Like, they're rude. They're this, they're that. And like, I was taught not only is money scarce and like fleeting and there's never going to be enough. I was taught that, but also that like, people that have money are bad and they're assholes. I mean, some of them are, but you know what? So are poor people. So are some poor people, you know? It's not people can just be assholes regardless of their 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 status in that sense. So like so I was taught that. So not only am I never going to escape this this poverty mentality, but also if I there I don't have anything to strive for. So where does that leave me? Right? Yay. What the fuck, you know? <laughs> Yeesh. So I started working at a very young age. I um I got fired from my first job and that was the only job I've gotten fired from, knock on wood. Cause well, I, I fired myself. I walked out of this job and it was like my parents, um my my parents' best friends owned a deli and I just couldn't take it the way they spoke to me. And one day I went on break and I never came back. And that like effectively destroyed my parents' relationships with my, with their friends. Oops. And, um, 
I don't know. Then I, and, but I was young. I don't even know if I had working papers. I was like 12. And before that, actually, I was babysitting. I was be, like a 12-year-old babysitting for kids that were like seven years old. I don't know if I was old enough to be doing that, but that was great. But like I've always been working, always, always since a young age. But even though I've always been working, I've always still had that mentality that there was never enough. So I would do stuff like constantly check my bank account as an adult, constantly check my bank account. And I had this thing where I was constantly um, figuring out money on a piece of paper. Like, okay, if I get paid here and I do this and that and that, 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 and then I'll have this money and then I can do this and da, da, da. But like this constant worry and tension in my shoulders and just like not breathing properly and just all fucked up, like all the time worrying. And, but I worked really, really hard. You know, I, you know, especially in high school, I definitely had more than one job and I would work all day. I would work a day job and then go and work a night job and, and then just like spend all the money (laughs) and then spend all the money because I really was like, what's the point of having the money? Because people with money are assholes and I'm never going to get out of the life. It was just like this story playing out over and over and over, no matter if I had like a corporate marketing job, you know, getting paid pretty well. Or I was, you know, working in a restaurant, also bartending, making a lot of money, but just letting it all go because I didn't have the awareness. I didn't know. I didn't know. It was so deeply ingrained in me, this this feeling of this stories within me. And then eventually I really like, it took me a long time and I was just in that, talking about holding patterns, I was just in this holding pattern constantly and like in that vibration and I could not understand and I was got started getting super angry. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what? is going on. And sometimes I still feel like that, even though I have done a lot of work to begin to rewrite all these stories. And I needed some coffee. And like, you know, that's one of say one thing so right we have all these stories that we grew up with and this is my issue with people that claim that they can like clear your chakras and like clear this stuff out of you and then like these healers and I'm not saying I don't believe in healers (laughs) not at all so if you're out there and you you're like a Reiki practitioner or you do any type of like quantum healing I'm sending you a lot of love I do stuff similar in my work but people that claim that they can just like fix these things for you fix this stuff for you whether it's about love whether it's about security money worth these patterns and they can just 
remove them for you, that's bullshit. I call bullshit, and if you, you're out there claiming that you can, that's fucked up. Because it's so much in our mind. Yes, it lives in our inner body, excuse me, in our energy bodies, and it's essential that we clear that too. And it's really, but the thing is, like, if we don't do mindset work and clear it in that sense, and we just are clearing it superficially, it's going to come back eventually. Because the mind needs to to know, right? The ego mind needs to, to know. Because it's just, it's much like an addiction. It's much like smoking cigarettes. I don't, I've never, like I, I smoked cigs. I smoked for a really long time and I eventually quit. And I haven't smoked a cigarette in a really, really long time, years and years. But like, I really wanted to get hypnotized and not, but I never did. I never wound up doing it. But like, I wonder, are there people out there? And if you have, I want to know, have you been hypnotized for smoking and then never smoked again? People say it works, but like, or like hypnotized for anything and then just not done it anymore because it's like we have these mental patterns that are and we become addicted to them because in the sense whether it's whether it's drinking or whether it's believing that we are always going to be poor right so And it gets ingrained and we literally have to go back. We have to identify them. Um, I, we have to recognize them, right? Recognize the stories, recognize the, the belief or addiction, whatever it is, recognize it, consciously choose to release it, right? Say, thank you. Thanks for, thanks for our time together but I am choosing to release you now and then rewrite, rewrite whatever it is in this case, like let's, for me, I had to learn to rewrite the story, but, and like consciously do, I had to, well, I had to learn the whole process, right? But like rewrite it, consciously choose to rewrite it and then find evidence for for my new belief because you can find evidence for anything i could find you can find evidence for anything out there any belief you have any subjective theory you're going to find evidence and then you're going to have someone telling you you're wrong <laughs> or maybe someone t- agreeing with you but so and and then it's repetition right so we have to do this this process over and over and over and over until it sticks right in kundalini yoga it's believed that it's 40 days it's a 40-day process to create a new habit whether it's physical mental emotional 
Um, others believe that it's a 21-day process, you know, three weeks, and then you're good. You have a new habit formed, you know, so depending on what philosophy or ideology you want to, you know, that you follow, but it definitely can be done. For me, I would say it takes a lot longer. <laughs> you know, it's not just like, hey, I guarantee you, I'm not sitting here like, I guarantee you, if you do this for three weeks, then you're not ever going to have issues with this again. And you are all good. Like, no, no, but I do guarantee you that if you continue to do the work and you continue to, to do the process, then, you know, it does work. Like, and I'm, I'm, testament to that you know it's been a little slow going um because I'm in that same environment so I'm like holy shit right like I'm in my parents home doing the work to unravel these stories and at the same time being bombarded by them so this is some like Jedi shit I joke with my friends I joke with my friends that I'm in like Jedi training because I'm like, okay, it's all fun and dandy, fine, fun and dandy, whatever the term is, to like do this work and be like out of the environment, right? I would say much easier, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but like if you can do this type of work, to unravel the stories that were embedded in in your your psyche as a child, not in your childhood home. I would advise that. But if you're going to do it the hard way, I'm sending you solidarity. But anyways, so it's like it has taken a lot of um, like boundary, work with boundaries, work with Patience, The Presence Process. I'm going to recommend that book five million times to everyone out there by Michael Brown. Changed my life. Changed my very Aries reactionary way of being. But, so, yeah, it's possible change and once like I really started learning about you know money as a frequency just as love and just as worth are they again they all tie into the frequency of of love really but money and wealth as a frequency and I talk about this in breaking the spell and we definitely do work surrounding this you know that's the three ones that we focus on um but it's um it's a relationship to to wealth and money and everybody at this moment we're all wealthy you know we may not be living in these huge massive homes and like have five cars in the driveway maybe you are and and congratulations to you that's awesome 
if you're into that, it's great. But we all have wealth and it's really essential to, to begin to identify the wealth that we already have in our lives, like wealth as in, in terms of like having a daily gratitude practice, wealth of, you know, the, the relationships we have in our lives, even when it feels like we don't have a lot and we're just scraping by, I promise you, if you get quiet with yourself and really tune in, you will see that you have a wealth of something in your life, wealth of love, friendship, um, security of home, wealth there, like wealth of having nutritious food to eat, wealth of sunshine, wealth of just being on this planet, you know, is, makes us inherently wealthy. It's a vibration. So once we start to tune into that with gratitude, then more stuff opens up to us, more opportunities open up to us to create even more wealth in our lives. And, you know, if we're, we find ourselves really stuck on like, where are we going to get this? Or like, you know, we have this vision of what we want our lives to, to look like and how we want to up level, you know, it's, it's, super I would advise greatly to to begin to do like daily scripting of what you want your what reality that you want to step into what you want your next present reality to to be like and and get specific in how you want it to be but also release the need to to know exactly how to create it, but trust in the fact that, excuse me, just there's a certain level of trust, right? That we, that is required to co-create with the universe. Now where we get tripped up, where I used to get tripped up a lot, a lot, a lot is trying to figure out all the little details, but the, of how, I was going to to manifest something and that's what held me back a lot because I was essentially pigeonholing myself into this limited way that something was going to happen and I and then it wouldn't happen and I would get so frustrated and be like see manifestation all this stuff all this stuff doesn't work but like I wasn't understanding that I I was the one, again, I was the one that was holding myself back. Because once we take, you know, once we, we create the vision, right, and we feel into it, right, we, and like, we create the vision mentally, and then we um, infuse it with our emotions through our heart, right? Add the vibration to it. It's like cooking kind of, (laughs) or cooking or making a movie. That's the two ways I like to look at it. And then, so we mentally 
make the vision, then add the vibration, add the spices, if you will, to it, right? And we hold that vision and we go back to it over and over and over again with room for it to shift a little bit. You know, it doesn't, it's not rock solid. You can change the vision. You're always, you know, you're, you're the one creating it. You can change it at any time. But then being like, okay, this is it. I place my order much like a restaurant, right? You see it on the menu. That's what I want. Place the order and have full confidence that you are going to get what you want, right? You place the order with the waiter. The waiter puts it in to the POS and then it comes out. The kitchen gets it. The quantum gets it. (laughs) The quantum kitchen gets it. And then it comes out. Voila. Are you sitting there waiting, worrying that it's not going to come out after you place your order and it's been confirmed that like they have it? You know, the server didn't come back and say, I'm sorry, we don't have that, but we do have this. Sometimes, of course, that does happen. In quantum talking and in, you know, 3D talking, that, that does happen, I will admit. But like, we can all admit, of course. But like, you know, in general, we put it in, it comes out. So it's knowing that it's going to come, right? And not giving up and not dipping down into the vibration of lack and being like, shit, it's taken too long. It's not coming. It's not coming. I knew it. I knew it. Nothing ever good happens to me. I knew it. I'm always going to stay like this. I'm always going to be stuck like this. Oh my goodness. I used to tell myself this all the time. And like, oh, it, it, it has taken a lot of work to not dip down. Because once you start dipping, then stuff starts wobbling. The table gets wobbly <laughs> or whatever. Maybe the kitchen oven gets wobbly. I don't know. but yeah the key the faith having faith and entrusting that what intention you're putting in is going to materialize and there's not a time you know our human mind wants us wants to to know a time okay so I put this in what when is it coming out chop chop (laughs) like time is money so it's trusting and have faith. And then in the meantime, this is where our task is to create and do follow through with action steps to lead us to where we want to go, right? So we're meeting action with magic, if you will. You can think about it like that. You don't have to, but... It's like we're action and this magic, the magic of the universe meet. And it's a beautiful thing once you start seeing evidence that it's working. And then once you start to see, it could be even the tiniest shred of evidence. You got to hold on to that because 
if you're just like, mm, meh, you know, meh, that's not exactly what I wanted. And this is just evidence that I won't get the full thing. It's just a little bit. No. See it. Honor it. Be like, fuck yeah. This is evidence that it's starting to materialize. And then it's more and more and more and it builds. And then you're like, oh my gosh, it actually happened. Whoa. That's how it works. (laughs) But like getting so... Yeah, that's how it works from from my experience. And, you know, I say this, I'm not like a, I don't want to, you know, I'm still, it's something I'm still learning. And I, I've seen some, I've gotten some really amazing things and I've done some leaps. I've had leaps and I'm like, how did I get here? And I know how I got here because I did the work to do it, you know? and co-creating with the universe and doing mindset work and doing breath work and meditating and being super, super grateful. And I still, you know, it's not like I'm sitting here talking to you and I like feel like I have it all and I made it. Like, no, I'm like in process. You got Amy in process right now. And we'll see, you know, the next time I do a money show, we'll do a money update and we'll see what's going on. But it's tapping into, you know, in the meantime, tapping into that frequency of wealth. And if you're, you are a person out there that is um, really trying to, to up level and, and get money, (laughs) get money. Again, it's a frequency and it's, um, it's, um, magnetizes to, to a vibration and you know it's like if you see a penny on the ground pick it up and be grateful or you find like a a crumpled dollar bill in the back of your car be grateful stuff like that and I know like when you're like low and it's like because I have resided there for so long and it's hard like it can feel really hard so it's taking the small steps but tap into that. Go surround yourself with, with wealth. Go look at the nicest houses in your town. Stuff like that. I'm telling you. It, it works. And it's, it's, you know, when you can make it a game and make it fun. And like, I am co-creating with the universe. Like, I am doing that. It is happening. And so, one of my teachers plays this game called wouldn't it be nice and you could use it for anything like let's say you're driving somewhere and you're driving to a store and you're like wouldn't it be nice if I found a parking spot right at the front and really expect that it's going to happen play games like that you could say wouldn't it be nice if I 
was I am moving into this beautiful home right here that I'm passing by that is so gorgeous. Wouldn't it be nice to just like pull in the driveway and like unlock the the door to the house and like just sit on the couch and be like, ah, I'm home, stuff like that. And of course I get, I get more into this in breaking the spell, but those are just some tips, stuff that I have done that has really helped me to shift out of this in my Jedi training that I have gone through and continue to go through. So we're not going to do a meditation today, but more of take time. Like I would recommend if you want to do like work surrounding this, just taking the time right down in your phone or on a piece of paper, recognize, release, rewrite, and then in parentheses, repeat. And throughout your day or week, just stopping whenever you feel stories coming up. And it could be not just like a thing of lack. I'm I'm talking about lack because that's where I'm coming from. You know, that's where I came from. <laughs> And that's what I have the experience of needing to rewrite. Of course, if you are are wealthy, it could go in like a whole different direction for, for things that maybe trigger you. But just like anyways, going through and really finding, not finding, but being aware of stories that may come up around money that you tell yourself that need to be rewritten. So recognize, release, rewrite, repeat. Simple. Simple. And if you want, you can do one right now. Let's do one right now. You can pretty much do this anywhere. Just take a moment, tap in. We'll take three deep breaths. Relaxing any surface tension, maybe in your eyes, shoulders, jaw, hands. And when you are ready, money, 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 what is the first thing that comes up when I say that word? Does anything come up? Like, ugh, maybe it's just... (laughs) Or yes, I need more. Whatever it is, the first thing that pops up, write it down. So you're recognizing a pattern, a prevalent pattern that comes up. And then 
feel into it, right? Feel into the the vibration of it, the frequency, the emotions, right? It's emotions, energy, and motion. Frequency, emotions, same thing. How does it make you feel, this story, this thing surrounding money? Write it down or make a mental note if you're driving or doing something where you can't write it down. It's okay. You can always come back to it later. Because I'm sure you'll remember. And then, right, for a moment, think of like, think of a piece of evidence. We'll just do one for now, like a piece of evidence that supports this theory. Just one. You may have a bunch and that's fine if you want to write a lot, but for now we can just do that. Something in your life that supports this um, this thought or story you have surrounding money. Good. And now I'm going to rewrite it, shift it into something really empowering. For example, like could be like something that pops up when I say money. Oh, I'm like, oh, I'm always broke. I'm always broke right after I get paid. Like that's an example. And then you recognize it. Oh, that's really annoying. I'm so tired of this. It, it feels frustrating and it makes me annoyed and I just don't know what to do. And then be like, Write, rewrite it. Money. Mm, I am, you know, you could write it specific. You could rewrite it specifically in the sense of every time I get paid, I get more wealthy. Right? Just like that. Just, just shift it. I am getting more wealthy every time I get paid. And then evidence could be like putting even the smallest amount, like $10 aside every paycheck. That's evidence. That is something you can do. And you are, you have more money. You are more wealthy just in that, right? Easy breezy. Finding evidence. You know, it could go deeper about like your worth surrounding money. That's, of course, something else too. You know, it doesn't have to be something so literal. It's all, of course, tied in. But then once you have the evidence, the newly, the new evidence, Right? Like, for example, 
you know, the $10 thing. Every week I am putting more money into my savings account. And then just repeat that. Repeat that evidence. Find find proof of it or find proof that money flows to me constantly. Right? And the proof would what kind of proof would that be? Getting paid every week. Proof would be finding finding a penny on the ground or getting like a refund for something or a credit that you weren't expecting, you know, somebody giving you a gift or, or somebody paying you back money that they owe you, you know, it's always coming and we don't always perceive it because it's like, fuck, I just want to win the lottery or something. I just want someone to give me money. But if we're coming from a place of lack and like expecting for that to happen, we're not on that vibration. So how are we going to be able to meet it? Capiche? Hmm. So. Um, yeah, let's wrap up. Wrap up. I'm sending you a lot of love and abundance. For real. I'm sending you a lot of love. Thank you for listening. And... We will definitely continue this conversation in the future. But for now, have a wonderful day, night, morning, wherever you are on this beautiful planet. Bye. This wraps up our episode. Thank you so much for joining me on the This Is Really Happening podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and comment below. Also, check out the attached links to learn more about myself, my business, Clear Channel Activation, as well as to see what I'm currently offering and other projects I've got going on. Thanks again, you beautiful souls. I'll see you next time.